Second one is doing that SWOT analysis. And again, that's really, again, giving you permission to look at opportunities, celebrate your strengths, look at your weaknesses and make plans to how you can be less weak, if you will. And then really it's about the opportunities and the threats. Take some time to really plan those because then the next step, which is where everyone usually starts, is where really you've already got most of the work done. Then you can put your metrics together. What are the levers that you can pull in your business to hit certain objectives? And you already know the why because that was in step one. Welcome to the Women Choosing Growth podcast, where we feature inspiring stories of success, challenges of growth, and lessons learned from women entrepreneurs, industry experts, and thought leaders who have been through the growing pains inevitable as an entrepreneur. Whether you are just getting started or are looking to scale up your business, our show is designed to provide you with the tools, resources, and community you need to grow your business. Join your host, Tina Sue, a lifelong entrepreneur and business growth advisor, as we explore topics such as marketing, sales, finance, leadership, and personal growth all tailored specifically to the needs of women entrepreneurs. So if you're ready to grow your business faster and smarter, then this podcast is for you. Thanks for tuning in and let's get started. Welcome back, ladies, to another episode. I have a quick down and dirty strategy, how to crush your goals plan for you today. And the reason that I am bringing this today is because it is that time of year. However, regardless of when you're listening to this, it is really a a six step um, that I feel like encompasses everything that you need in order to get really clear on your goals and to really have a plan to achieve those goals. So no matter if personally, professionally, it is the same six steps. And because it is January that we are recording this, it is the time of year where I've been asked a lot of questions by a lot of clients and colleagues and and people who are really thinking about um, their businesses and their lives this time of year. And these are the same six steps that I would tell my best friend. So I'm sharing it with all of you listeners. The very first step is the step that I feel like most people skip. When we talk about business planning and as advisors, a lot of times we're like knee deep in with business owners of like, what are our financial goals? What did we do last year? And looking at kind of like the business. But I want to make sure that I'm loud and clear that step number one is really about vision planning. It is not about numbers. It's not metrics. It is a simple visionary exercise where I want you to take some serious time and be in a place, headset or mindset and physically where you can really think about the future. Think about five years, 10 years from now. And if we're solely focused on business planning at this time, what does that look like for you? How many people are in your company? What what kind of roles are they in? Like really think about it, not just well, I made X number of dollars this year in revenue and I want to achieve this particular goal. We'll get to that in one of the steps. This is really about what does that vision look like? And more importantly, the why. Why do we want to hit that goal? What does that mean to you if you have, you know, 100 employees, if that's what your vision is? Or if you have, you know, even if you are looking at a certain revenue goal, what does that mean to you? Why, why is that an important goal? So this vision exercise, I really want you to slow down and ask yourself some of those questions. Get super clear on that. If you're an artist, sketch it out. If you're not, do some vision planning. Again, 
I don't care what, even coming from a financial uh, guru here, I do not care about your metrics. I do not care about your profit until you have done this vision exercise. And the reason I say that is because otherwise you get lost. So we can chase numbers all day long. We can chase certain clients. We can chase followers or whatever uh, other business goal you're going to put down. I want to know what that really is long-term and the why it's important to you behind it. So ask yourself those questions. If you're doing some personal planning, I would encourage you to do your personal planning and think about your personal life in this step one of the six steps because your personal life is completely intertwined with your business life, right? So if you have these goals for your business, I want you to ask, what does that do to myself? What does that make my life look like? Am I traveling more? Or what is the age of my kids at that particular milestone of my business? What does that look like personally? And again, this all comes from experience. I work with so many business owners that want to be doing X, Y, and Z. And then they don't realize like, oh, my kids at that point are actually going to be in probably three different sports and traveling the world. And in order to hit this particular business goal, I would be working 50 hours a week. Those two things don't align, right? You can't be the, the mom of the year and the business owner of the year if your plans don't meet. You can certainly be both, but they have to be able to be correlated and make sure that they that you can do both. Many women do. But if you don't take the time to really think about what that what your business goals does to your personal life and how that will affect your personal life, then you could be in a really sticky situation. So step number one of crushing your goals is to really understand what it is big picture and how it affects your personal life and the why behind both. Okay, so that's number one. Second step is uh, you might have heard of SWOT analysis. It's been around since the dawn of time, I think. And it's really a, an exercise of strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. And the reason I want and what I always encourage is to do this as step number two is because this also is some mind work. This is really getting you to think outside of the day-to-day. Again, if we're talking about your business planning, it's like, what are the opportunities and the threats? Those are things that a lot of times the business owners don't slow down to think about. Most of the time we can ask, they know what their strengths are. They might know what some of their weaknesses are. But when we think about opportunities, like what if I gave you that magic wand and you had been a blanket opportunity? Like you could paint any picture you wanted. Again, this goes back to that vision exercise of, of step one. But what are those opportunities? What can you do in the short term, medium term, and long term? And really, really write those down. Just throw them up. There's no bad answers. Throw them up on a board, jot them down in your journal, however it is that you like to do this planning. And really take some time to think about this. These, this whole planning is not a three hours on a Friday afternoon. This is a, this is a meaty step if you want to do it right and want to have a great plan. So take some time to think about those strengths, weaknesses, but more importantly, the opportunities, and then also the threats. Like what could, you want to ask yourself, what could take my business down? What could dramatically change my business? An example of something that normally people wouldn't think of, of, was it 2021, I think, I was working with the franchise system. That just nature of the business, uh, a home care, not not home health care, but um, 
services for in uh, like yard work is a franchise without giving their name. And 90% of most of the franchisees business comes from Google. Those people just search for this particular service and they show up, they do the work and it's not, it's usually a one-time or even a one-time-a-year type of service. So not a whole lot of reoccurring business. Google went down for that particular franchise for three weeks. So almost an entire month, there was no leads coming in, whereas 90% of all of their business came from that. That would be a threat that you would look at. It dramatically changed a lot of those franchisees business and and obviously hurt their revenue, hurt their profits. They still had to pay their employees just because Google was down for their, uh, for their links. They still have to pay employees. So think about things like that. Think about threats that could, what could potentially happen in your business that you would be out of pocket for a while. And then the, point of thinking about threats, obviously, is to like, what could you do to protect your business? What kind of backup systems could you have? What kind of catastrophe planning that you could put in place for some of those threats? You might not think of all the threats in the world, but if you actually spend the time thinking about what could take us down or significantly hurt us and put some plans in place around that, that all comes before any of the financial metrics. And again, that's where Step number three comes in is really the goal planning that most people start with. So do not lose step number one, which is the vision planning. Step number two is really the SWOT analysis, focusing heavily on the opportunities and the threats. Are you an accomplished woman business owner with a story to tell? Do you crave a platform where you can share your journey, the good, the bad, and the ugly? Hey, everyone, it's Tina here. If you're fans of the show, then you know we are a show that celebrates the strengths and resilience of women entrepreneurs just like you. As we're getting this podcasting community going, I thought it would be fitting to an extended invitation to apply to join me as a guest on our top 100 podcast platform. I started Women Choosing Growth because I believe that real growth happens when we come together and share our expertise and our experiences. We want to hear your inspiring stories, the challenges you face, and the lessons you've learned on your entrepreneur journey. Whether you've triumphed over adversity or faced setbacks head on, your story has the power to inspire and empower other women just like you. This platform is for you to showcase your achievements, highlight your expertise, and create meaningful connections within our community. So if you're a fearless woman business owner, unafraid to open up about your path to success, we want you on our show. Go to www.womenchoosinggrowth.com and join our community. From there, you'll be given the chance to fill out the short application. If you believe that you have a story to share, then why not? Once again, it's www.womenchoosinggrowth.com. I can't wait to feature more amazing and talented women in this community. Now, back to the show. Once you've done that work, now you have a pretty clear vision of what this business is going to look like, how it's going to affect your personal life, how to protect your business and your personal life from those threats. And you have that magic wand for those opportunities. So you can get pretty creative here. And that's where you're really going to put the pencil to the paper 
and start to really drill out the the business side of things. So you've heard us talk about SMART goals before, which are specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and time committed. That's where you can take all that vision work that you just did, all of the opportunities and threats and the strengths and the weaknesses and put them into a plan. What are you going to achieve in the next 12 to 18 months? What are those big initiatives that you want to achieve and make sure that they're smart. So that's where the goals and the metrics come in because they are measurable. That's the M of smart is measurable. And the T is the time. So you don't have to take everything uh, and, and crush life all in the first quarter. Really think strategically about what those goals are and plan them out. And maybe if your vision um, in step one was a 10-year plan, you can do this for the five-year mark. Like what is the business looking at like at the five-year mark and then work yourself backwards. The goal is to have at least a 12 to 18 month plan with metrics and financials associated with that. But like I said, before you can do the metrics, you really want to do this vision and SWOT analysis work. So in those metrics, again, it's what does the business look like? What are the big steps? And and take those... the the magic wand that was just given to you and work yourselves backwards into what does the next 12 months, what are those initiatives and put the smart analysis to it. So specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and time bound. And realistic is important because I gave you that magic wand. We still have to have goals that you are going to achieve. So that was step number three. Step number four, you don't usually hear in goal planning. And that is really collaboration. I feel like, and again, this is probably because we help so many people, but as an advisor, I've seen great plans. But then when someone who is not part of the business, someone who a colleague, maybe a, a family member who's also a, you know, you, you trust from a business standpoint, maybe it's a group of people that you want to say, hey, I've kind of created my business plan and I would like you to take a look at it and poke any holes in it. Ask me questions that I may not have thought of and really have that outside perspective. So that can be a collaboration. It can be an advisor. It can be like, again, a trusted person that you respect, a mentor that you've had in your career. This is where if you have leadership team, your leadership obviously would be part of this and give them the permission to poke holes in it and say, hey, have you thought about this? And I think that's an important step. Again, a lot of people skip this. They just go right to step three, do the metrics, do their financial plan, and really aren't doing the first two steps. And then definitely not looking at having someone else look at the plan. And the the value of that is really to get that outside perspective. And a lot of times it makes you think even bigger or see some of those opportunities and threats that maybe you didn't see. So that is the next step was to collaborate with mentors and advisors. And then the very important step, second to last, but very important step is your personal development and self-care. This almost goes back to the first one of what does your personal life look like? We can get wrapped up so much in business planning and really into the day-to-day of the business, especially if you're wearing all of the hats. And we have to take time out to really think about your personal development. What can you learn? What can you set aside time to learn this year? How will that help you personally? How will that help you professionally? 
it, you might say, I don't have time. I am just doing all I can to run my business. But personal development is so important to just continue on the on your journey in life, right? And then also the self-care. So this the second to last step is really just making sure that you are checking in with yourself and ensuring that you are mentally and physically on the right path to be able to crush these goals that you're setting for yourself. Again, most people forget this step. And then the last but not least step is to repeat. This is where you go back to the beginning. So you should be checking in at least quarterly, if not twice a year, and go back and do this exercise again and just double check. Is the vision still on board? Did something happen in the business that has changed our trajectory that maybe is faster or slower than originally anticipated? Are we still having the same goals for these initiatives? Are the timelines in our SMART analysis, are they still realistic? Should we change some of those? So. Goal planning is not a one and done in January or in December for the next year. It is really an ongoing project, an ongoing process, and an ongoing living, breathing document and however you decide to chart this. So again, I am sharing this with you because so many people just skip to step three and they run their financials for the year and they're good to go. And there are so many key steps before that and after that, that I do not want you to miss. So let me repeat them again. The very first one is your vision planning. Think big, think, think, think very, very big. Think ridiculous. What could life look like personally, professionally? family, individually, the business, the people that you're hiring, what does that look like? And get really super clear on that. It can change, but play with it. Play with your mind and think about what that can actually be. Second one is doing that SWOT analysis. And again, that's really, again, giving you permission to look at opportunities, celebrate your strengths, look at your weaknesses and make plans to and how you can be less weak, if you will. And then really it's about the opportunities and the threats. Um, Take some time to really plan those because then the next step, which is where everyone usually starts, is where really you've already got most of the work done. Then you can put your metrics together. What are the levers that you can pull in your business to hit certain objectives? And you already know the why because that was in step one. So now you know why you're slowing down on this particular thing or why you're investing in this particular thing in your business. And just make sure that this smart analysis is applied to that so that they are specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and time-bound. And then collaborate. Share this plan with someone else. Have someone by your side poking holes in it, asking you the questions if you've thought of everything and really feel really, really good about the plan because that's really when the magic starts to happen. And then not connected to the business metrics is the personal development and the personal alignment and self-care. So make sure that you are mentally in the right space throughout this planning and then also along the whole journey. And then last but not least, rinse and repeat. Do that same thing all over again. Put it in your calendar so that you don't forget that you need to review your plan on a regular basis. And that is the six very important steps, but not traditional steps that I say you should use in order to really achieve your goals this year. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. 
please be sure to hit subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you never miss an episode. The Woman Choosing Growth Show is not just another podcast. It's a tribe of women helping each other grow. So please share this podcast with all the women entrepreneurs that you would love to see succeed. If you'd like to know more about customized business advising through Cultivate Advisors, download business tools, or sign up for upcoming events, visit www.womenchoosinggrowth.com. Once again, that's www.womenchoosinggrowth.com. Remember, we are in this together. See you on the next one.